Thompson Guitars is a small custom shop in Oregon and is a proud sponsor of the Travis Book Happy Hour. They make handcrafted, vintage-sounding guitars for many different playing styles, from a dreadnought to parlor size. Go to pktguitars.com for more information. Hey everyone, Ed Helms here. You might know me as Andy from The Office or Stu from The Hangover, or you might know me as the co-founder of BGS. I know, I'm just as surprised as you. They let me co-found something. But here's the thing, we're doing it again. Yeah, this time we're leaping into our other deep love, the vast and vibrant world of country music with something we're calling Good Country. Now, this isn't just another newsletter. Think of Good Country as a place. A place where you can explore, learn, and dig into all of what makes country good. Seriously, country music has so much going on these days, and it's coming from so many different deep and soulful places, and we're here to cover all of it. Just as we've done for bluegrass and roots music at BGS for over a decade. So sign up now at goodcountrybgs.substack.com and let us bring you the many sides of country music straight to your inbox. Good country. It's a nice place to be. Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where They've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else. And then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with Mm. other women and Mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. When a, um, an instrument is going to call you, it, you need just 10 seconds. It's like when you see the woman of your life, you know, that you, you see her and after one minute, you know, that's it. And you would know this. Uh, yes. yes. And it, it happened to me. Exactly. You know? exactly. Uh, it happened to me. And, uh, but uh, uh, also with a guitar. I, I heard a guitar. I was on a train. There were, I was, I think, 10 years old. And uh, there was a guy playing this guitar, an, an old pop Italian song. And uh, I, in, in five minutes, I understood that that was the, my instrument. And I started to bother my father, poor, poor father, I, I, and ask him. At that time, it was not an easy thing to, to ask for a guitar, you know, yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. And, uh, because, but anyway, uh, so he was uh, gracious and he brought me a guitar really, really soon. Welcome to the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Travis Book. This episode is brought to you by Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments, handmade with love, in Sisters, Oregon. The podcast is presented by Americana Vibes and the Bluegrass Situation, and our show is part of the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. You can dive into all things roots music anytime at thebluegrasssituation.com. 
When the opportunity to host Beppe Gambetta on the happy hour came up, I jumped on it. Beppe is a legend and has a totally unique flat picking voice, an ambassador for flat picking around the world and Italian music in the States. He's also incredibly charming. Beppe is a disciple of Doc Watson, and this being the year Doc would have turned 100, we chose to present the music of Doc for this particular episode. I rank this amongst the best interviews I've ever conducted, and after the show, we all went to a friend's house, and he cooked us pasta and broccoli, and we had a classic Italian midnight dinner party. Funny, kind, disarming, grateful, and driven, my musical world is much richer for the friendship I've forged with Beppe and his wife, Frederica. This episode was recorded live at 185 King Street on March 4th, 2023. From here at 185 King Street, the soul of Brevard, North Carolina, it's the Travis Book Happy Hour with special guest, Beppe Gambetta. And featuring the happy hour house band of Mike Gugino and Bennett Sullivan. And now, your host, Travis Book. All right, thank you, thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to have the one and only Beppe Gambetta here. It's a bit of a surprise. That wasn't the plan, but sometimes the stars aligned. Tonight we're gonna to be presenting the music of Doc Watson. Doc would have been 100 years old this year. And uh, Beppe's been doing his best to spread the, the gospel of Doc this year. Um, so he's gonna lead us through some music. But thanks again for being here, everyone. Yes, I... I think, um, first of all, it's so great to be in Brevard back uh, and yeah. with the music of our father. I, I am uh, Beppe Gambetta. My life changed uh, 50 years ago when uh, from a regular Led Zeppelin boy, I heard one, <laughs> one, uh, one song of Doc Watson from an album that someone brought to Italy and I became a flat picker. That is really a strange thing to be a flat picker in, in Italy. People con continue to think, uh, flat picking, looking for an apartment, you know? So, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, but, uh, so I, I am uh, spending great part of my life performing as a solo guitarist and songwriter. And uh, tonight is incredible to be a frontman of such a band, you know, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> and uh, I would like to start with, a, a, um, we, we think to start with this uh, uh, great Doc Watson number that is a, a cheating song. And uh, it's, uh, it's strange because I in Italy, if you have a cheating song, usually it's really sad. Oh, amore mio, amore mio. Uh, and, and here, the Watson he's uh, is specialized in happy cheating. So, 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 so it's like ha 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 ha, my my woman left me la la la. So, and, and, and so this is one of my favorite cheating song that is called. Uh, is, yes, it's good. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, uh, this is uh, I'm worried now. One, two, three, four, one. 
Wake up this morning feeling so blue. I had an awful dream, honey, all about you. I'm worried now. I'm worried now. Cause I didn't want a dream to come true. That old dream was awful, was awful to me. Dream that I saw you sitting on his knee. I'm worried now, I'm worried now. Cause that dream has come true, don't you see?
good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe that should have been the finale. It's one of my old favorite doc tunes. I'm still learning how to play it. We'll do our best. It's called the Deep River Blues. Do you tell banjo jokes when you tune here? Yes, sure. <laughs> so, should I tell accordion jokes? So to, to respect you, okay, I, I tell you an, an accordion joke. Do you know uh, why there are no accordions in Star Wars? Because it's the future, because it's the future. It's <laughs> yes. the future, man. with me I'll go down don't you see cuz I got them deep river blue now I'm gonna say goodbye if I say just let me die cuz I got them deep river blue everybody 
That's an old trick. When you don't know what to do, you just say, everybody play, and then you see what happens. My first uh, record project was uh, uh, crazy, sort of. In 88, I traveled the whole United States with a tape recorder and guitar, a big tape recorder, and I knock at the door of every famous flat picker and say, say hi, I am an Italian flat picker. <laughs> Would you like to play a tune with me? And I, and they didn't have the courage to send me away, you know? <laughs> so so, so I, I was really persisting, like a Jehovah Witness of flat picking, you know? Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, anyway, and uh, I rearranged uh, some tunes, and, and this is a, a slow version of the Salt Creek.
I've been reading and thinking a lot about happiness these last few months. This is, after all, the Travis Book Happy Hour. And part of what I set out to do when I launched this thing during the pandemic was to see if I could increase overall happiness, or at least create a space where we could explore the existential questions of what and how to be happier. This is of interest to me. I don't know if you care about this stuff, but I do. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? And what does it matter? And are we happy about it? You know? So recently, I picked up a couple books. I picked up a book called The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Scientific Study of Happiness, and a book called The Geography of Bliss. And one passage in particular struck me this week as I was in the depths of what I experience as symptoms of a short period of depression, or what may be more commonly referred to as a funk. You may have been in a funk before. I'm fortunate to be in a place where I'm able to create enough space between my thoughts and my emotions and myself that I can generally maintain a little bit of perspective. As Ram Das would say, I'm not thinking I'm depressed. Instead, it's like, oh, huh, there's depression. How interesting, you know? And so it occurred to me at some point that depression or the melancholy actually served me because that's where, as a culture, we think our greatest art comes from. When I'm happy and connected, in love with life, I'm not usually ruminating and trying to express my feelings through song. I'm out in the sun making merry, you know, having a good time. So now when the darkness creeps in, I get a little bit excited. Because I've been trained to think that that's where great art is made. I also find that it's possible to be happy and sad at the same time, to hold both of these realities more or less simultaneously. And when I read this passage from The Geography of Bliss, it articulated it perfectly. So, Again, if you'll humor me for just a moment, I find this stuff imminently interesting. And then we'll get back to the music. Don't stop. Oh, just wait. <laughs> I'm about to read what a professional writer has to say on the subject. All right, so here. He's writing about Iceland, which is a place that has it's one of the happiest places on Earth, as, at least as that metric, as it can be measured by metrics. I can hear Ragnar, an Icelandic artist I met earlier, laughing, cackling at another table. Ragnar has a brightly colored scarf flung around his neck. He's snapping his fingers with one hand and gesturing with the other. But there's something wrong with the scene, something not right. Ragnar is happy. Ragnar is an artist. These two facts do not normally go together. Artists, real artists, are supposed to suffer, and suffering is generally not a happy state of mind. The myth of the unhappy artist has persisted for a long time. 19th century English poets like Byron and Shelley died young. And more recently, singers like Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain did their bit to promulgate the myth. Iceland puts this silly myth out of its misery once and for all. I met dozens of artists, and all of them were, for the most part, happy. I remember what Hilmar had said when I asked him if he was happy. He says, yes, but I cherish the melancholia. That was the part that had me reading it again. Magnus, who he refers to as the sunburned penguin, can't explain why, you have to pick up the book for yourself, he said something very similar. He said, you nurture your little melancholia, and it's like a buzz that makes you feel alive. You snap yourself a little bit, and you feel this relief of how fragile life is and how tremendously fragile you are. So you can have this melancholia and still be happy? Absolutely. <laughs> he goes on to say, modern social science confirms what the sunburned penguin says. The psychologist Norman Bradburn, in his book, describes how happiness and unhappiness are not opposites, as we often think. They're not two sides of the same coin. They are different coins. It's possible, in other words, for a happy person to also suffer from bouts of unhappiness and for unhappy people to experience great moments of joy. And here in Iceland, it seems it is even possible to be happy and sad at the same time. 
You could almost say here in Brevard, it seems, it's even possible to be happy and sad at the same time. The sun is shining, but still, for some reason, it's only 32 degrees out. It's weird. <laughs> so now I'm feeling back to normal, and I've missed my window to make great art. Alas, but the struggle is real, and in the spirit of melancholy and suffering, Mike and I are going to sing you a song that Doc used to do called Talk About Suffering. Talk about suffering here below, and let's keep following Jesus. Talk about suffering here below, and let's keep loving Jesus. The gospel train is coming, now don't you want to go? And leave this world of sorrow and troubles here below. Oh, can't you hear it, Father? And don't you want to go and leave this world of sorrow and troubles here below? Talk about suffering here below, and let's keep following Jesus. Talk about suffering here below, and let's keep loving Jesus. Oh, can't you hear it, Mother? And don't you want to go and leave this world of sorrow? and troubles here below talk about suffering here below and let's keep following jesus talk about suffering here below and let's keep loving jesus oh can't you hear it brother now don't you want to go and leave this world of sorrow and troubles here below. The gospel train is coming, now don't you want to go? And leave this world of sorrow and troubles here below. Pepe, thank you so much what for being pleasure, here. What a pleasure, what a joy. You know, it's, uh, uh, for me, you know, to first of all, to do um, teach in, uh, in Boone uh, uh, the music of Doc Watson and play it a little. And after visiting the, the grave of Doc Watson and after being here talking with you is, is a, a dream. You know, it's fantastic. It really worked <laughs> out perfectly. You know, we, uh, we had something else scheduled for today, but it just worked out that you were in town, and thanks for staying around a few extra days. I know uh, you have lots of good friends here, and, yes. and, and a huge Thank credit you. to Mike Gugino for, for, uh, for drawing the connection and, 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 and building the relationship. So you're, you're from Genoa. And you Genoa, in Italy. Genoa, yes. sorry. Yes. And, you, and you, 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 were, you were born there, yes. raised there, yeah. and you still yeah. live there. 
no, uh, close to yes, close okay. to Genoa. I, I have a, a double life. I live part uh, part Lucky of my. Lucky you. <laughs> I <laughs> I live part of my life uh, in uh, New Jersey, uh, in Lambert, Finisher, and part of my life in a in a little village close to Genoa, Italy, where I was born. Yes. Where is it prettier? <coughs> Uh, if you talk about uh, food, I have a, a precise answer. But uh, um, both are um, both are beautiful, and they are sort of historic. Both, you know. Yeah. Uh, Genova has this uh, incredible history. That you can in Genova you can uh, see the violin of Paganini, who wow. was born there. Uh, yes, uh, I brought Casey Dristen over there. You know, uh, he had tears. You know, and. Um, um, and is, uh, is also the, 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 the town where Christopher Columbus b was born, Vespa was invented, and uh, pesto sauce was invented. <laughs> you know, um, wow. It's is an interesting uh, place. You know, uh, many times, you know, pesto sauce gets more applause than Christopher Columbus. <laughs> 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 and rightly so. <laughs> and rightly so. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, funny you mentioned Casey Dreesen <laughs> because the other day we were, yesterday we were practicing and I noticed your red shoes and I was like, this guy's yeah. got to meet Casey Dreesen. No. Apparently you already know him. I, I, yes, actually I'm, I was first because I'm so <laughs> old. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm so old, you know. That, uh, I, yeah. you, you but anyway, uh, on the other side, Lambertville in New Jersey is a, a small village uh, with 3,000 um, 3, inhabitants and with a lot of artists. Paul Simon had a, uh, was living there oh, for, wow. for a while, and uh, Rod Stewart also. And Amazing. so it's a, it's, a, it's a little colony uh, where many artists are living, so it's also a pleasure. And uh, actually, it's close where um, George Washington was uh, crossing the Delaware River. You know? <laughs> I, I live really close there, and uh, there are all of these big pictures you know, uh, of uh, uh, George Washington pointing up on the other side <laughs> of the river. And and yeah. do you know what he says? Tell me. Yeah. He said, look, there is an Italian flat picker. It's great. I can, I can tell this, this interview is already going to, it's like going to do itself. It's like <laughs> I don't even need to be here. You are you're, you're so amazing. I, no, was no. there music in your home when you were growing up? Uh, my parents uh, uh, were all for uh, classical music. They yeah. they had contests about recognizing in in one second what um, symphony it was from Beethoven or so. Uh, I heard a lot of classical, but they they didn't like the Beatles too much. So. Well, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. there's no accounting for taste, as yeah, I like to say. Nice. You know, and um, when did you when did you first discover the the guitar? Um, you know, when a, um, an instrument is going to call you, it, you need just uh, 10 seconds. It's like when you see uh, the woman of your life, you know, that you see her and after one minute, you know, that's it. You and know? you would know this. Uh, yes. yes. And it, it happened to me. Exactly. You know? exactly. Uh, it happened to me. And, uh, but uh, uh, also with a guitar. I, I heard a guitar. I was on a train. There were, I was, I think, 10 years old. And uh, there was a guy playing this guitar and an old pop Italian song, and uh, I, in in five minutes, I understood that that was the, my instrument, and I started to bother my father, poor poor father, I, I s and ask him. At that time, it was not an easy thing to to ask for a guitar, you know, in, yeah. the, in the 60s. Yeah. And uh, because, mm, but anyway, uh, so he was uh, gracious, and he brought me a guitar really really soon. So. 
That's incredible. I, I, I yeah, I have sort of a similar situation where like, I, I, uh, I was in a band and they needed a bass player. And all mm -hmm. I had to do was mention it to my mother. And my mom was in rock bands growing up. And she knew, she knew that if I had a bass, I would always have gigs. You know, <laughs> and and she was right. I've just uh, you know, if you have a if you have a you know you have you, like she, she was right there, and the, and and I oh my mom's here tonight actually. She's here every night, and I owe her a debt of gratitude. I wouldn't be here yeah. without my mother. I guess that's the most obvious thing in the world. What was the um, what was the, you're you're well versed in a lot of styles of 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 guitar, but I'm I'm you know in in the context of of playing Doc. Doc Watson's music and your history as a flat picker. I'm curious, what was the first American guitar style or player that really caught your attention? Uh, I was, uh, of course, I was uh, capturing um, some acoustic guitar from all the uh, normal Paul Simon, Simon Garfunkel, and, and Bob Dylan. There was uh, there was a little bit of acoustic, but uh, in Italy uh, there there were no imported uh, albums of of Doc Watson and all. The, so for me, uh, it was this shocking thing. Finally, when uh, a, a uncle of a friend of mine. Uh, brought to Genova an album of the Newport Folk Festival. Ah. There, there was uh, uh, one song of Mississippi John Hurt, one song of Flat and Scruggs, and one of Doc Watson. You, you wow. know, and this that uh, really changed uh, changed my life. And uh, that's incredible. I became a flat picker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's mm. yeah. I, I know Doc has done that for a lot of people. Our, our yeah. the guitar player in my band, Andy Falco. He he mm -hmm. can trace it to a moment of seeing Doc Watson at, at Gray Fox and having this. Absolute epiphany. Yes, and the, the incredible thing is that uh, it is not just an American thing. So I'm a proof. It, Doc Watson called people to the guitar all over the world. If you go in Bern, Switzerland, at the Mahogany Hall, a place where Doc and Merle played, they worship him. They had a murales of Doc and Merle in, in Bern, in the Mahogany Hall. Or uh, I met people from India. Who, who were Doc Watson fans from Belgium, from Russia, that were Doc Watson fans. So, and one student of mine became so crazy uh, uh, for Doc Watson that he gave to, to his son uh, the name Doc. <laughs> 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 that's that's uh, about uh, as committed as you can get. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, I, you know, someone, someone named their dog after me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's not too bad. I'm, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the right path. Um, yeah. <laughs> when did you know that you would dedicate your life to playing the guitar? Um, really, really early. Yeah. I, uh, I, mm, I tried to do it in, that, in the 70s. To think about becoming a professional acoustic guitarist, it was really impossible. But uh, I, I did all my best. I was uh, even writing. I wrote uh, the book about flat picking, the first Italian manual, in the in the night because I had to work, and in the night was the only moment I wrote this uh, uh, book. And uh, it was uh, fantastic because I fought for 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 becoming a flat picker and uh, and for this style and. Uh, um, Sort of around 40 years ago, I, I started to, to do uh, abandon the other works and, and be a full-time musician. And it's a strange feeling because you go um, to sleep uh, extremely happy because you did a beautiful flat-picking gig and people are happy. And you wake up the next morning and you are unemployed. <laughs> 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 so it's a, it's a... But anyway... Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it starts again every day. Yeah, every every day. Every, every day. Well, that, since forty years. Yeah. That's like almost. That's almost like a spiritual par parable. Then you know, you like you you renew you renew you renew your you're born you're born anew every yes, day. Every you day. you renew yeah. your dedication to the craft every day. Yes. That's kind of beautiful, actually. Mm -hmm. You're spending mm -hmm. this year celebrating the music of Doc Watson because this would have been his hundredth. Year on Earth. Birth, yes. Born in uh, 19... What year is this? <laughs> Born in third, 1923. Uh, March 3rd, uh, 1933. Yes. What, is it about, what is it about his music uh, uh, that you 20. find so compelling? Um, I think uh, uh, the, um, uh, the first thing that you would think is the technique, because it was magic how he was from nothing, without any percussion or just one or two guitars, uh, create such an energy. That was uh, amazing. But uh, in reality, he uh, was also important because as, a, as an artist, because he was giving an incredible example about how you can uh, transform traditional music in something new and modern and, and how to ki you can invent a total new guitar music from uh, 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 choosing the most incredible, beautiful melodies. So these are, this was fantastic for me too. And when I met him and I heard him, uh, it was fantastic also, the invisible wire that he had with the audience, yeah. this, this incredible way of holding the audience and being connected with you that I never experienced. Like, so these are mm, the, the main uh, reasons because I love him. And also because a lot of people that met him, that knew him, told me that he was a good man. Yeah. Well, you can, you could, he's one of those musicians that you can really, even if you don't listen to a live recording and hear his banter yeah. in between the songs, just, just the, just the mm -hmm. the the timber of his voice, the quality of his music, you can really feel that. Yes. You can feel the the quality and the depth and the and the sort of purity of his character. He's really special yeah. like that. And I met him many times, and I performed with him. I th actually, uh, and it was uh, uh, not so easy for me because I didn't talk <laughs> with the same accent. For and he was always asking to Jack Lawrence, "What did he say?" <laughs> <laughs> But I felt such a joyful thing, and I was, and I treasured all of this more. I was able to perform. Uh, actually, in my life, I was able to perform Salt Creek with Doc Watson, Norman Blake, Tony Rice, and Dan and Dan Crary. So it's, it's uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, you're, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, what a uh, dream. I think I. When I think about that, I think I, sh I did my the maximum. I, I should open a pizzeria and <laughs> quit to play because it, it cannot go any better than this. You know? That's, that, is, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. Um, you recently published a book. Yes. It's titled The Declaration of Love. Yeah. Um, I love the title, and, and, I can't, and I can't wait to read it. Um, will, you tell, will you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind it? Yes, um, I, I hate to, to, to pronounce this uh, word that uh, starts with pen and finish with mink. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I already dropped it once during yes. the night, so we don't need to hear about it. <laughs> yes, uh, but technically, let's say long vacation. In, during the long vacation, I, I, I was uh, thinking uh, at what we missed more, and uh, 
what we missed more was really the tenderness of being together, the joy of, and the tenderness of, of being together. So I composed some music instead of fast music. I composed tender music that was representing that that aspect. And uh, I thought to write a book with my stories, but always thinking about a beautiful moment of meeting with someone and uh, and staying together with someone. Uh, and so uh, there are all stories about uh, when I first uh, went in a big festival in uh, in Winfield and I met with all the crowd. Uh, that when I first organized a big workshop and I and everybody came t and we spent all the night awake. Uh, and so on when I met with great artists uh, and so on and so forth. So every story is about uh, uh, meeting with, with someone else. And so this is a book about uh, f uh, declaration of love, not for women. Uh, because my wife wouldn't allow me. <laughs> <laughs> now, is 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 for is is much more important. It's declaration of love for the beauty of the art. That is what it moves us in many in many moments. And uh, so and uh, I uh, so I mm, also put uh, recipes that are uh, about staying together and playing music together. So I, I have chosen, you know, polenta. That is the Italian beautiful way to hang out together and work together. The, the big pot uh, <laughs> and uh, risotto uh, and uh, from every tradition, of course, paella uh, and uh, <coughs> I put uh, from American. Uh, I th at the very end, I thought that the food that brings more together in the United States is chili con carne. <laughs> I, have cho I have chosen chili con carne because uh, when you have a party, it's, so, it's, it's such a uh, thing that uh, many times they, they, they prepare chili con carne. Too. So this is the s the are the stories of, of the book and the... the uh, I wrote behind the book, can being together in the beauty of music, good humor, and great food be the key to a better world? So this is the... Would, you, would, you, <laughs> mi would you mind reading us a passage? <laughs> Sorry? Would you mind reading us uh, a passage from yes, it? Yes, I should. And I show you the, the cover because in st the I declare love being from Geneva, not with a bunch of flour hidden, but with a bunch of basil because <laughs> being, being from Geneva, basil is the, is the thing. You, know? uh, you declare love with basil. Basil and, uh, is the thing. And uh, so, uh, as, uh, as I told you, I... Uh, I in... Uh, Bluegrass, I don't know if you know, Bluegrass was, uh, uh, is until now, really an important music in Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia, because uh, uh, for different reasons, a uh, few albums uh, of Tony Trishka the, the band, crossed the, the, the Iron Curtain because uh, they, the sens they didn't censor him because they thought he was a Czech guy. Right. He had only a Czech name. Because of the name. Because of the name. So Amazing. And uh, the Czech people went crazy for bluegrass, and they uh, reconstructed the whole instruments in Czech because they could not have them. And uh, they had to translate the whole Bill Monroe in Czech because it was not allowed to sing in English until 1973. But uh, there was such a love for uh, this music that uh, finally I get uh, in Genova, I got uh, 
uh, a, a letter from these uh, Czech ladies. We organize a festival in, uh, uh, in Porta. We have many kids. Uh, they, and in that festival, the, the young kids, they really enjoyed to talk about freedom. You know, it was still the communist period. It was, uh, and uh, so I, I went, I got the permission, I crossed the border, a lot of controls, uh, uh, and a lot of police that came uh, uh, on, on the train. But finally, I arrived um, at the festival, and uh, it, was, uh, it was amazing to this, uh, this moment, you know. And, uh, um, and this is uh, a little piece of the book that I, about this experience. And I was waiting in the backstage of this big amphitheater that I didn't see before. So now they finally call me. It's my turn. I, I walk on the big stage and approach the microphone, dazzled by the spotlight. I know that when you go on stage at a festival in Czechoslovakia, you must greet the audience by shouting into the microphone, Ahoy! But uh, if this happens in July of 1988, while a revolution born among young people is about to sweep away an ancient regime, I can't know that the audience will respond in unison with all the power they have in their lungs. And I get hit by an immense <sighs> that lasts quite a few seconds. There are 25,000 young people shouting this word uh, with the anger of those who want change and the joy of those who want uh, to greet a foreigner coming from the so-called free world. And they want to do it in an unforgettable way. Their greeting literally moves the air. I feel this wind on my face and even my hair moves slightly on my forehead. I had hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> then uh, silence falls. 50,000 eyes are on my pick, and everyone is waiting for me to start playing. It is such a, an emotional moment that I am caught off guard. The cameras of the nat national TV are pointed on my fingers. And someone told me that we are also being broadcast in other countries in the East. Everyone is looking at me, but I hesitate to start because as an inveterate flat picker, I have planned to play the, med the medley riding on the new river train turking in the straw. But how? The world is going through an epochal change. The foreigner arrives. Maybe everyone expects an important message of brotherhood. And I propose a nursery rhyme about, <laughs> about multiple cheating in every verse and a <laughs> melody inspired by a turkey in the straw. Um, I, I, don't, I really don't have time to reconsider and change the program. I start fast with, I'm riding on the newer train. Uh, uh, who knows what they will think if they listen to me in Bulgaria and in Romania. But I underestimated the deep uh, knowledge of the folk repertoire and American bluegrass that they have around here and how Doc Watson and flat picking are well known in this land devoted to bluegrass for so many different reasons. The response is wonderful and uh, has so many meanings that confirm that music is always an important exercise in freedom 
uh, I can still hear the echo of that applause, and if I could have access to a time machine, that is certainly a moment I would like to relieve because it is a strong testimony that art and beauty are and will always be engines of important change. Oh. <laughs> 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 Indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, That's very wonderful. Well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I have just I have just a handful of questions. I call this the lightning round. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but you but you don't feel that you know you can answer with mm -hmm. as long an answer as you want. Mm -hmm. Or um, quick. Or you can go quick. It's up to you. Okay. Lightning round. Yeah. Um, what color is your front door? Well, th this requires a really long answer. <laughs> <laughs> because I I I leave I leave in in uh, in Italy in a, in a house that has an original door from 1700. Wow. It, it's sort of a monastery from 1700 with the original door. And uh, it's really dark and, and old, but we cannot touch it. So I, I wish I could paint it of red, <laughs> but uh, I can't. So it is a really dark brown. <laughs> yeah. That's the best answer I've ever had to that question. It's, it's There's okay. no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, what, is, uh, what is something you learned from your father? Uh, to be persistent, and if uh, no one helps you, do it yourself. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your 15-year-old self? Don't trust anybody. Pepe, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you're afraid of? Uh, uh, tendinitis. Oh, <laughs> very legitimate concern. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, two more questions. What, what is it that you hope for? Uh, a little more work. <laughs> a little more work coming. God, I love you so much. Yeah. You are, you're amazing. Um, and, and what makes you happy? Uh, a good cappuccino. Ah, <laughs> man, up my heart. Pepe Gambetta, everyone. That's amazing. Oh. Wow, thank you. Travis Book Happy Hour is brought to you by Americana Vibes, the world's premier Americana music label. More at AmericanaVibes.com. The Travis Book Happy Hour is supported by Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments handmade with love in Sisters, Oregon. The crew at Thompson carries on Preston's legacy with handcrafted guitars, enjoyed by some of the finest players on the scene. More at pktguitars.com. Look for the Happy Hour House Band Music Compilation Volume 2, featuring Lindsay Liu, Nikki Bloom, Travis Book, Kyle Tuttle, and more due out on Americana Vibes in April of 2023. The 
infamous Dream Dusters, a tribute to Flatten Scruggs, is the latest release in their tribute series that pays homage to bluegrass music pioneers. Available from Americana Vibes and on all streaming platforms. Thank you, Bill. And thank you, everyone. Now back to Doc. Twenty-five, I left Tennessee very much alive And I never would have made it through the Arkansas mud If I hadn't been riding on a Tennessee stud I had some trouble with my sweetheart's pop One of her brothers was a bad outlaw I wrote her a letter to my uncle Fudd And I rode away on a Tennessee stud
I think the, the chorus of the audience was not loud enough. I don't know. So we are reaching the last chorus soon. So please. Rode right back to the Arkansas. I whipper powder with her girl. And that girl with the golden hair, and she was riding on a Tennessee mare. Pretty little baby on a cabin floor, and with her whole score ring round the door. I love that girl with the golden hair, and a Tennessee star, love the Tennessee bear. The Tennessee star was long and lean, the color of the sun, and his eyes were green. He had the nerve and he had luck, and it never was a horse like a Tennessee star. the same gents hospital early one morning in the month of May when I looked through the window and I spied here cowboy a dear cowboy as cold as a clay Breaking, I'm a poor 
16 pretty maidens to carry my coffin. 16 pretty maidens to come and sing me a song and tell them to bring some of them sweet smelling roses so they can smell me as they bear me along Slowly play the dead march as they bear me along. Throw bunches of lilies all over my coffin. There goes a poor cowboy that knows he done wrong. There goes. such a beautiful experience for me uh, because uh, you know musicians are great when they play beautiful solos or but uh, there is this also this feeling that you uh, sometimes you never played with a person and uh, uh, you start a song and the whole band uh, jumps exactly with the right dynamics and they don't know the song and in the second run they already know it perfectly <laughs> you know That's, and so this is this feeling for me is, is uh, such a like a dream to play with such a fantastic musician you know? Another uh, famous, really famous song of Doc Watson, We, we Are Leaving You, uh, with the, the, the song, actually it was the first song that I heard in, on the album, it's called Way Downtown. <laughs> Yeah. 
all I've got And a dollar is all what I crave Cause I brought nothing into this old world And I'm gonna take nothing to my grave When I tell fooling me to the jail It's all me and it's all mine No one to call
Sullivan, Mike Gugino, and of course, Beppe Gambetta. Thank you so much for being here tonight. This has been the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening. Huge thanks to Beppe Gambetta, Mike Gugino, Bennett Sullivan, Thompson Guitars, Americana Vibes, and the Bluegrass Situation. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review. It really helps us out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Travis Book Happy Hour and online at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. And remember, it's okay to be happy.